0: Happy New Year, Anchor Nation. This is your host, Aaron Rollins, coming at you once again live and ad free from my podcast, Southeast Third. Yeah. No song trivia or rock music to get us started out because I'm uh, not in my vehicle right now and uh, yeah, I'm not listening to the radio. Anyway, uh, really glad to kick off the new year 2024. I should graduate from college this year, (laughs) a journey, you know, damn near 15 years in the making. Uh, Some of that time was spent overseas, so I can't really say that, you know, all of it was um, wasted, but a lot of it was. So shout out to John Pimentel at JP's What. His birthday was in December, uh, like right after or right around the time of the new year. Uh, or sometime around Christmas, I, I don't know, he brought up a very interesting point, it was like, why can't you get the day off after Christmas when it's during the week, so that you can enjoy all the new shit you got, and I thought, yeah, God damn it, he's actually right about that. <coughs> anyway, um, it's cold and nasty here in Central Texas, rain, and 40 degree temperatures, and yeah, it's not, you know, as bad as some places that have got, like, you know, several inches of snow and cold-ass weather, but It's, uh, it always sucks when cold fronts move in. You know, people get sick and and anyway. So, um, since, you know, it's a new year, we got new shit we can talk about. Uh, my friend Mike got me Baldur's Gate 3 for my birthday. Thank you, Mike uh, Ponce. Um, he's big balling these days, you know, making six figures. So he, he can just drop that kind of money. Uh, and not really bad an eye. Um. That's not true. <laughs> he is making six figures, but uh, he doesn't just blow his money on bullshit. But anyway, moving on. Um, he got me this present, and I've been playing it uh, every day uh, for like a week now, and um, it's a you know it's good. It's good. I don't. I wouldn't consider this game of the year, although some people do, because um, there's some stuff that's obviously wrong with it. It's got some issues with. Um, bugs, and things not working properly, and, uh, you you know, sometimes dialogue doesn't trigger, sometimes dialogue doesn't work, but I I love Baldur's Gate, and uh, spoiler alert for people who have not played Baldur's Gate 3, but have played Baldur's Gate 2, you've got returning characters from Baldur's Gate 2, and when I saw one of the returning characters, my eyes lit up, I I was just excited, I thought, wow, they, they brought this person back. You know, um, different voice actors, obviously, because the people that were the voice actors for these characters are probably old as fuck now. Um, I can't say for certain because I haven't really looked it up, but I, I do know the difference in their voices, but that doesn't matter. The fact that they brought them back is what's cool to me. It's, um, it's got great customization, so there's just you can do just about anything, but it's, it feels like there's not enough structure. You know, you don't know the consequences of some of the shit you do. And again, I get that. That's, you know, that's life. But there are times in your life where you know some bad shit is going to result from what you've done. And and this game, you, you can't possibly predict. You can't possibly predict that some bad shit's going to happen from this choice that you made. And some of the stuff that you do early on has long lasting effects, you know, Um I mean, in other games, it's very, very easy to detect, oh, okay, so this might be a good thing that I'd invest in and get a reward from later. Um, Mass Effect is one of those games. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Uh, you know, Anyway, so with this game, it's really hard to determine You know what is going to become of you by the time you get to the end. Um, I mean, you can always just try to keep it black and white and be like, well, I'm going to be an evil bastard or I'm going to be a, a superhero good guy um you know that those are options but regardless you know it's it's just something that i really think they could have um given you a little bit more guidance on you know if you do this just understand that you know this could have serious implications later and it's like well okay maybe i need to think a little bit more about this choice i'm making and um i i would like to see more of that personally uh it can be very difficult if you don't choose a certain style of play to find all the things that you could possibly find in this game weapons armor artifacts stuff like that so it's it's a challenge i mean it's it's a challenge uh, but i think it's meant to be you know so i give it an a minus i give it an a minus a-. just like i give uh, remnant 2 an a minus and i've talked a lot about remnant 2 remnant 2 was fucking good um, granted it's not perfect my biggest thing about Remnant Two is how the camera zooms in when you're aiming your weapon, and something about that angle of it is off and, and wrong. Um, the, the way the character holds the rifle when you're when you're scoping in or zooming in, rather, uh, you, it's it's like they they ignore the sights of the weapon because you're not really pulling the weapon up to your eye. You're kind of like pulling it up to your chin. And you, you don't aim a weapon that way. You pull the weapon up to your eye and you, you create a single straight line from your eye to the rear sight, to the front sight, to the target. Um, and most rifled weapons curve to the right. And so you have to adjust for that curvature. Anyway, that's getting real technical and I'm not going to, you know, beat that up, but they felt like, um, that was something that they should have, you know, had some people come in and look at and say, oh, that's that's off. You should really tighten that up because it's just something that you've got to look at every time you use a weapon because you can't use the weapon without aiming it in. And so you see that and it's just bugging the shit out of me. It's like, they need to fix that. (laughs) But they're not going to. The game's already made and whatever. Anyway, that's not the only reason I give it an A-. There's some other shit that goes wrong with it. But uh, it's a beautiful game. It looks incredible. You can play through it multiple times and not get tired of it because there's other options. Um, In fact, you actually have to play through it multiple times, but we talked about that already. Um, Moving on, there's this movie I watched, this movie called uh, The Exorcist Believer. Now, horror, scary movies, suspense movies, thrillers, mysteries, those have always been my type of movies. Drama, you know, comedies and action movies are great. But when, if I'm looking for something, I want something that inspires me, that kind of maybe scares me a little bit or gets my adrenaline up, you know, or or makes me, you, you know, consider things differently. And, um, excuse me, the exorcist believer, man, I got to give that one a B. Um, I got to give it a B because it felt like they were trying too hard to not only think outside the box, but also not make it about christianity and demons but i mean the exorcism pop was popularized by the catholic church you know it's not just confined to the catholic church but the catholic church is what made it so big you know it's it's when people think of exorcising demons and casting out demons of course they think of the bible and, and the the passage from the gospel the new testament excuse me and um that they think about, you know, casting the demons out into the pigs and all that other stuff. That I mean, that's something that immediately jumps to mind. But then you also think of some priest in robes with the rosemary and and just throwing holy water on some disgusting person that's like cursing at them and telling them all these vile things and stuff. And um, what I liked about the Exorcist believer is that there was a there was a little bit of that. There was some other stuff that was you know really intense and and dramatic and an exorcism should be that way, you know, it's one of the most challenging things you'll ever encounter in your life, um, whether you're doing it or you're trying to get the demon out of you, you know, uh, and and I'm just gonna go on my personal soapbox here and be like, oh yeah, I do definitely believe in possession, um, it's one of the scariest things that, that I've ever, um, read about or, or watched videos of, um, it's, Granted, there's a lot of mythology behind it. There's a lot of rumor behind it, and everybody tries to debunk it. But I'm telling you, man, the stories and the eyewitness accounts and and some of the stuff that – I mean, it just doesn't persist for so long without some kernel of truth to it, whether it's a a severe psychological problem that's being misconstrued as possession – um, it's one thing, I mean, that is a possibility. I'm always open to rational uh, explanations, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, there's some shit that's happened that cannot be explained. And, you know, the best way to, or the only way to really, you know, encompass all the irrational shit is to say religion and you know, it's and the the movie talks about this it's it's exorcisms are not confined to christianity there's judaic exorcisms there's voodoo exorcisms there's you know like all these different cultures that have dealt with evil spirits being cast out um spoiler alert for you know exorcist believer um so they bring this woman back uh damn it cats are making noise give me a minute Okay, I'm, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, um, the cats are disgusting, needy creatures. And um, I got the laser pointer and I'm going to try to distract them. So if you hear some background noise, that's my apologies. I'm having to entertain these little demons. Um, cleaning up after them has become a chore. I mean, they just generate so much waste for, for freaking two cats. You know, I, I, I can't be too surprised. I mean, I've had dogs in my life. And I know that their, their poops just pile up. You know, they're taking like two bowel movements a day if they're big dogs. Um, small dogs don't really make that much poop, but big dogs make a lot. They make a lot. Uh, and these cats, you know, since they're using the litter box, it's all in one little spot. It's just, God dang it, man. You guys aren't worth it. <laughs> but they are fun. You know, I'll get this laser pointer out and distracting them and Anyway, back to the, the subject matter I was talking about. Um so Exorcist Believer, you know, they they bring up uh the past movie, The Exorcist from the 70s. And the Exorcist from the 70s, if you haven't watched it or don't know anything about it, was huge. People were like walking out of the movie. Uh it like scared people to the hospital, you know. It was it was rough when it first came out. I mean, there's just people hadn't made a movie like that. I mean, they've made scary movies, but not like the Exorcist. And I think back to it in there, um, you know, and how scary that was the first time I watched it, I was, I was young and it left an impression on me. And so this, this movie, that's just believer. I see that they're, and from the trailer, they're bringing back the mother Her character's name is Chris McNeil. Um, they, they brought back the same actress and of course she's old now, uh, she comes back and, you know, she talks about her life after the, the possession and what she dedicated her life to and they build up this whole story and I thought that was awesome. But then they kind of went off into left field and were like, you know, I studied all of these cultures and found that, you know, exor- exorcisms are common in all of them and, and instead of invoking what um, made the first – exorcist movie so powerful which was the catholic rite of exorcism instead of following that they were like trying to involve all of this other stuff and and don't get me wrong that it wasn't like it it wasn't as it wasn't less appealing it was actually pretty interesting to see how they did it they like drew stuff on the ground They were like candles and incense and this lady like she drank this solution and spat it into the fire and it made this giant magic effect or something like that whatever you call it um, or spiritual, you know, it made this, it made something happen and you just got to watch it to figure out what I'm talking about. Cause I don't, I'm not going to just tell the whole movie here, but anyway, um, so she does something and I was like, well, that's actually pretty legit. And her whole thing was like, she was basing her religious practices in old African traditions. Cause she was an African lady. Um, excuse me, she's African American. Uh, anyway, you get what I'm saying. Uh, sh- she was using some of those old, African traditions of like working with roots and plants and stuff. And uh, I mean, the stuff worked and that was cool, but there was very little Catholic rite of exorcism. And I mean, those prayers, you you may not be a believer uh, if you're listening to this, but those prayers that they do are incredibly powerful and dramatic. And, you know, a lot of people will look at that and be like, oh, it's silly nonsense and laughable. But for people that that have faith i mean you hear those and it's like god dang it's spiritual warfare i mean what other kind of warfare is more scary than spiritual warfare and actual warfare you know the thought of death is one thing and that that's frightening in itself i mean no there's not a person alive that's not afraid to die you know but when it comes to spiritual warfare and the thought that you're going to be tormented in the next life and you can't do anything about it that is the most frightening shit in my mind. I mean, nothing scares me more than either some demon possessing my body and torturing my soul or, or going to hell when I die. That's, the, that's just the scariest shit ever because it's it's awful. It's, you can't possibly imagine what hell is like because you, you, you don't have the capacity as a living person – to to understand some of the imagery and some of the torture that they do. Like, everything you can think of that's bad is worse than hell. That's what hell is. (laughs) It's the worst possible experience that there could ever be. Because, I mean, at least while you're living, and I know I'm getting on my soapbox here talking about God and stuff, but at least while you're living, there is an opportunity to have good. You know, you can um, have somebody, you know, help you with your groceries you can have someone help you build your house. You can give somebody that's a stranger some money because they need it. You can help an old lady cross the street. You know, all that shit. And um, you, you, there's an opportunity. I mean, you can see something beautiful like a, a, a rainbow or a waterfalls or, um, you know, the birth of an animal or a human. You know, everybody thinks those things are beautiful. Or sunrise. There's none of that in hell. (laughs) There's nothing even close to that in hell. I mean, even the first layer of hell, if you believe in that, um, and I'm talking about the the various levels of hell, I mean, even that's bad, you know? And it's just the first level. And and anyway, so all that to say is that, you know, stuff like this, it really moves me. And I, I have to give the exorcist believer a B because there's some stuff that I really felt that they missed like the, the exorcism was not powerful. Um, so eventually a Catholic priest does show up and he starts performing the rite, but the, the, the exorcism rite isn't supposed to be just one priest. It's supposed to be a cadre or a, a crew of people. And so it's just him, you know, joining in with all these other people. And I'm like, okay, I, I get the the idea of, of using your faith and your beliefs and a group of people coming together to um, exercise the, the, the demon. But it's, What you're doing is, is you're not really understanding what you're doing because you've got seven, six, seven different ways of explaining it. Some, you know, voodoo ritual, some ancient tradition, or something that's a, you know, a multi billion follower belief system, you know. And then you've got the, the biblical text that talk about it and and everybody's interpreting it in a different way. And it's like, you're not, you're not centering down on one idea. And that that's too much. I mean, you just had too much going on. If you had maybe two people that were disagreeing about what it was, so let's say a Catholic and a, a rabbi, um, if the two of them were going uh, head-to-head on it and disagreeing and trying to figure it out to find out what the monster really was, that would have probably been a better approach in my opinion. But having all of these people involved, it just felt like, you know, you guys aren't really sure of what you're doing. You're just trying to do something that works. Whereas in the first movie... Um, the exorcism didn't you know really work, but they were able to get the demon out of the little girl into someone else. so it did work uh in in a way and anyway um so that that was something that really bugged me and then you know some of the scripted lines were like, "Oh God, y'all really should have thought about that and and maybe the director could have tried something different with that performance uh, or something with the camera angles. Another problem I had. Um, and I was thinking of this while I was watching. It was it was too distracting. When they did the voiceover for the girls that were possessed, and if you've seen the trailer, you know that there's two little girls that get possessed. Uh, when they did the voiceover for them, they they didn't make it match their mouths. And I gotta tell you, man, when they had uh, Linda Blair in the the first Exorcist doing the possessed uh, child. And the the way that they did the voiceover for that one, and and all the horrible shit that happened to her, that shit was legit. Like if I think of an of a of a possession, that's what I think of. With these girls, the makeup was great. Um, the stuff that they did, like they they saw into people's lives and backgrounds, and they 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 mocked Christianity, which was what demons do. Um that they they nailed some of that but then it just felt like it it really needed more attention to detail. It needed more time to to grow and to and to be done right. You know, it felt like they they had time constraints and they were restricted by the, the quality of the actresses that were doing the role. And I mean it's hard to get young girls to do that shit. I mean it's hard to get anybody to do that shit. That stuff is dark material. And having children, you know, perform that, I mean you gotta kinda make it a game for them. They can't you, you, it's it's really hard to put yourself in the mind of some tortured individual that's saying all these vile, despicable things. But they did do something. Um, so I got it on Amazon Prime and there's x-ray trivia that you can look at and read. And they said that they, they had a fourth stage of possession. So that originally there was three stages. I think it started off with nasty and then Gnarly, and then something else, or I can't really remember all what all it was. But the fourth stage, they said, you know what, we're not going to put that in the film. And I kind of wish that they would have, because the, the first has set the bar so high with how they did the possession that, you know, you've got to be able to step up to that. And if you can't, then you really shouldn't be making the movie. And, you know, that's why I kind of knocked it down a few points for me, but when the, the Catholic priest finally shows up and he starts praying the Catholic rite of of exorcism, um, I mean, that just hit me. I was like, oh man, he's coming in. He's going to save the day. And, uh, you know, it's about to get real dramatic. Well, it got fucking dramatic, but just not in the way that you would expect. And anyway, so... What I liked is that they they did some callbacks to the the Exorcist movie, the original one. They don't con- they don't really talk much about the second or third Exorcist movie. In fact, I don't even think they consider it part of the history. So all they really do is acknowledge Exorcist from nineteen seventies. Uh, of course, there are two more. And I think there's actually like four or five in total. But anyway, um, the sequels. They don't talk really about the sequels at all. And so. Uh, I'm trying to get my thoughts here. So they get um, the original movie starts out in the Sahara Desert or the African Desert somewhere in some desert. And uh, one of the pastors is at an archaeological dig because they think they found some sort of like religious significant finding. And it turns out it was the shrine of Pazuzu, which was the the demon that possesses Reagan in the movie. Uh, For those of you that have read about that, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Fun fact, Pazuzu is also the name of a monster in the Futurama cartoon that um, was a pet for Professor Farnsworth. Anyway, moving on. So um, in this one, it's not the same demon. But historically, these demons are associated because apparently the demon that possessed these two girls is more evil than the demon that possessed Reagan. And I just didn't see it. I just didn't see it because in the – it, uh, granted, the makeup was good, and the, the kids were tortured, and and that's what happened in the first Exorcist movie. That, that you know, That's what possess- – any Possession movie you watch, the body gets damaged. Um, so in this movie, like the girls' fingernails had fallen out. Their feet were all cut up and fucked up, and they're, they're getting scratches on their body and scars. Like one of them said, help me. And that's the same thing that happened in the first movie, and they talk about that. They talk about how Reagan's body, there was a scar that showed up that said, help me. And what happened on these girls, too. Um, but I mean, her face was fucked up and cracked. You know, her teeth were starting to rot. Uh, her hair was all fucked up and greasy, and um, she's like puking this green slime. That's disgusting. And uh, you know, the kids. I mean, there were some of that. Some of there was some of that in this movie, but it, it was nowhere near as dramatic as the the first one. Now, does that mean it was less good? I uh, I think it was less good in terms of uh scare factor and horror. It it was a great story, an interesting story, and I would love to see more come out of it. But I think that if they're gonna continue the Exorcist pipeline, they really gotta step it up in the in the terms of the horror. Now I don't mean gore. I don't mean like disgusting, you know, blood spilling, evisceration, and all that shit. You can leave that to Rob Zombie. He's really good at that. But when it comes to like some of the frightening shit in the Exorcist Believer, there are some good jump scares. There is some good, like, whoa, what the fuck was that? You know, um, that, and that's what the exorcist is about. It's about fucking torturing you and scaring you. And it's not just about the physical harm, but the mental anguish. You know, it's not just about seeing some god-awful, disgusting, you know, human body that's been torn open. It's about you seeing something there one second that's not there anymore, or something that you can't see is hurting you, or is moving stuff, or, you know, possession is, is just the most awful experience you can have while you're alive <laughs> because it's physical torture as well as spiritual and mental torture. It's a complete attack against you as an individual. So there was just parts of the exorcist believer that I don't think captured it, but I still give it a B because it was a good story. They brought back original characters from the exorcist movie. And I thank God they're still alive. Um, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. I'm really, but I will say, I will say this. I'm, I'm sad that what they decided to do with Chris McNeil the the lady from the first one I'm sad that they went the direction that they did but they they needed to do something and so you know they did what they did um that's their creative control and whatever and I can't be can't be mad about it but I am sad that that's how that went uh you know she's like her whole life that character's been through some shit and then she ends up like that in old age you know I'll just let y'all watch it and see for yourselves I do recommend it uh, it's a decent watch, um, and it, it opens your eyes to some some stuff that you probably haven't considered before. So give it, a, give it a chance. Give it a chance. You might enjoy it. Uh, I know I did. I paid nine, I paid $10 to buy it on um, Amazon Prime to, to get the extended cut or whatever it is, and I liked it. I, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I'm kind of glad I didn't go see it in theaters. Uh, I, I sh- probably should have because it probably would have worked better if Lord like the surround sound and stuff. But uh, I can't say for sure. Anyway, um, talked like fucking 10, 15 minutes about this movie. So that's all I've got for your, you know, Southeast 3rd episode. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 is pretty good. Give The Exorcist Believer a chance. It wasn't bad. Um, Some decent shows are coming out. Uh, Henry Cavill's Warhammer Adventure is coming out pretty soon. Um, I'm anxious to see how... This does. I, I really don't want them to fuck this up. When it comes to the stuff that that I really enjoy that's not a TV show, when they start tr- making it a TV show, I want them to fucking get it right. They didn't get StarCraft, excuse me, they didn't get Warcraft right. That really fucking bugged me. So they and, and of course, because they didn't get it right, Blizzard's like, well, you know what? We're not making another one. <laughs> And there's a whole shitload of movies you can make out of the Warcraft saga and the Starcraft saga. And I wish they would because those would be fucking entertaining, but whatever. (sighs) Anyway, school starts up pretty soon. I'll keep you guys updated on my adventures. And I appreciate y'all tuning in and giving Southeast Third a chance. It's been a heck of a year. Thank God we don't have to worry about COVID no more. But it is still cold and rainy out there, and cold weather is starting to come in. So y'all drive safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Hydrate. Don't forget to hydrate. Until next time, this has been Aaron Rollins from Southeast 3rd, and I am signing off.